social conversations. A-teamers, let's welcome our A-team guest. Uh, I was tongue-tied a bit earlier when I was introducing her, um, talking about the topics we're going to be having this evening. But uh, I think the tongue-tying is uh, due to the condition or state I'm currently in, but we'll overcome it. Dr. Margaret Munyani, who is a researcher and a lecturer of international relations at the University of Witwatersrand, uh, is going to be talking to us about the Supreme Court's confirming William uh, Ruto's uh, victory against Raila Odinga at the Kenya election polls for the year 2022. We've been waiting with much abated breath to find out what this particular court proceeding was going to come out with. And here we are. A verdict is already out. Let's welcome our A-team guest, Dr. Munyani. Thank you very much for joining us. And thank you so much for inviting me. So, Dr. Mignani, uh take us through, you know, this long, long waiting period. I mean, you can imagine for the people of Kenya and also the, the, the candidates in this election in Kenya who went to the voting polls, waited for the elections um, uh, figures to come out. And when they came out, then there was this uh, case that was lodged and uh, then waiting <laughs> until the proceedings have been given to us. Um, I mean, let's just go through the, the intensity of this entire election period for Kenya. Yeah, this has quite, uh, like you mentioned, has been quite a very intensive um, season for Kenyans. And given that it's not just the, uh, at the point where Kenyans walk to the polling station, this is something that has been going on for years. We said we could see some candidates start to campaign, even if you go back to the history of the current president-elect, he started campaigning way back in 2017, like immediately he was, he was re-elected in the second term as a deputy president. And we see his campaign go through all through up to this, I say, two weeks ago. So it has been one of the most intensive exercise for Kenyans. And what stood out even for this election is the fact that after Kenyans had gone to the polls and the results were streaming in, perhaps this was the most interesting case because nobody knew which way it would go because all the the two powerful candidates were getting almost the same votes. Even as we speak right now with the decision from the Supreme Court, each of those candidates has like 45 percent of the total uh, water turnout so it was it was a very close win and so it kept everyone on answers in that moment because you never knew who is going to win it's not like in some countries on the continent where we, are, we know already one candidate is away by a landslide so we are seeing here uh, the marginal vote being a very important uh, determinant in this in this case and also not just that because of the length of the election electioneering period, but again, the effort that was put in and also um, the, the outcomes, the way, you know, uh, Kenya, if you follow Kenyan's elections, you always know our political parties are uh, like personal entities. If you are from Raila Odinga's zone and um, you you try to buy on another ticket, there is a high chance that you will not win. But now we see in this particular uh, contest, there were those who were winning and they are in, uh, like, uh, you find somebody who is buying on uh, Ruto's ticket as, and is in Nyanza and are winning the independent candidates who were winning. So it was more of a very, uh, not to say that Kenyans are surprised, that, but that this 
this this a bit of I would say turning point, though there are still very enduring um, characteristics of Kenyan politics, like still very tribal, still where the major populous tribes like the Kikuyus and Luos taking lead and challenging. But again, there has been these pop-ups of uh, different characteristics, independent candidates uh, winning, women getting the most powerful seats. So yeah, it has been a very intense exercise for Kenyans. And what we are seeing, I don't think Kenyans were surprised that it went to the Supreme Court. It has become kind of a ritual to that one because it started way back in 2013. There was uh, uh, Raila still went to, to court to challenge the results. And then it didn't go through. In 2017, he managed to 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 get victory on that front. It was nullified. And again, but uh, perhaps just to go further and explain the reason why we are ending up in the Supreme Court, you can look at it two ways. One is for the future. Any maturing democracy to mature as a democratic state, it is a very painful process. Some of these things have to go further like that. But again, it also speaks to our past. This is one of the things that we adopted in the 2010 Constitution after the 2007-2008 post-election violence. There were some issues around marginalization where some uh, people felt that they were, uh, they were not getting to the helm of power. And so Kenyans sat, sat down with the leadership and we decided to adopt a new constitution. And partly in the constitution, there were certain things that were, were, were included, like uh, devolution of power. Now we have 47 counties uh, and then the, the presidency, um, the, the power of the president was a bit of reduced, which still <laughs> doesn't show as given the current uh, circumstances. And then the fact that now uh, anybody who was aggrieved or who couldn't agree, especially for the president, not even president, all, oh, by the way, even the other levels can still go to court to challenge the results if they're not happy about it. So this was also an additional uh, clause that was given in the Constitution. So to rectify that past, so as we build for a better future. Listen, it's uh, definitely become a trend in uh, Kenya, like you're saying, that uh, Raila Odinga goes and uh, contests uh, the election outcomes. And um, clearly, this time, he did not get uh, what he might have been anticipating for once again. Um, there was anticipation of uh, recounting of votes. There was anticipation mm-hmm. of possibly going back to the polls. But the court said there was just not enough evidence um, for any of the claims that they had put forward um, against um, the, the, the election uh, process. So now what's going to be happening in terms of stability and peace within Kenya? Because obviously the counties uh, that are strongholds for Raila or Denga um, are, are not going to have happy campers. Yeah, of course the ruling has come, uh, has, uh, uh, has, there is mixed reactions or feelings about the, the, the ruling. Of course, those who are Raila supporters, who are not a few people, honestly, 6.9 million people are not just people that can be ignored. So that, uh, of course, they feel aggrieved. There was hope, if you read on the socials, as I followed, and also the, I mean, in the media outlets, and just Kenyans voicing their voice, they expected maybe a rerun or a recount. But that didn't happen. But again, going back to history, I think Kenyans are, come, are maturing up and also learning. Because way back in 2017, when the, 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 the Raila stronghold, 
uh, did not agree, were not aggrieved by, by, by the first announcement before they went to Supreme Court. There was violence. You know that Kenyan's uh, elections have, uh, is always in, uh, interjected with the violence. So, but they have realized that it is the common uh, citizen who suffers most. And I think Kenyans are realizing that when they go to the streets to fight for politicians, at the end of the day, they're the ones who suffer. Even right now, uh, the, the truth is Kenyans are telling each other on the socials. Even if you are favorite or if you are the supporter of Ruto, uh, and now he has won, his win will not put food on your table. You have still have to go out and work. And I'm liking that bit about Kenyans. But again, I think also our leaders have a place to play because they always tap into this identity politics. So Ruto right now and the, 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 the government of the day has that responsibility to unite Kenyans so that those ones who didn't vote for them, he's a president for all Kenyans. So there is some healing that needs to go on, not just healing from the current um, ruling from the court, but that that has really like characterized our uh, politics for the last 50 or so years, I mean almost 60 years of independence, that's been that uh, undertones of marginalization, uh, not even undertones, that have been like char uh, characterized by marginalization of those people who didn't, uh, who are not in government or who, where if you have the presidency, then it's your people that get the most powerful posts and that, that manner of things. So we are hoping that the current president will work with the Kenyans because right now, as you see, it was very calm. Even uh, people were expecting there would be some violence in Kisumu where Raila comes from, but it is People have kept quiet, but I don't want to imagine that the fact they didn't go to the streets, that they have ac accepted the outcome completely. That's still hurting. So we need to work on healing, uh, not just healing, and also economic restoration, because this past five years has been very, very uh, hectic for Kenyans economically. People lost jobs, not just because of the politics, but also because of COVID and many other factors. Let's go to a voice note from one of our A-team. Uh, good evening, uh, Patricia. Good evening to your analyst. I have got two uh, questions for her. The first one is that when is this old man, Raila Odinga, going to retire from politics and let the young people to govern uh, or to run to, to be in politics? I mean, since I was young, this Raila Odinga keeps, keeps his name, keeps popping up in every election. And two, uh, ethnic. Uh, Ethnicity in Kenya seems to be a big issue in terms of politics. Um, how big is a role does it play in terms of ethnicity where you find that uh, political parties sometimes are formed or are known to be supported by an, an, ethnic, an ethnical group? And in terms of Africa in general, as an analyst, how dangerous it is if politics are uh, 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 sort of like dominated by ethnicity, that if this ethnicity supports this political party. Thank you, John, here. All right, uh, please, uh, Dr. Munyani, um, do weigh in on what our ATM has said. Okay, so to respond to the first question, when is Raila going to ever to retire from politics? Raila is a politician and he has a right. I mean, like politics is his career. I mean, there is no uh, constitutional limit to w what age someone should retire from politics, unfortunately. So that, I think, it's only a decision him can make. Uh, but I think 
even at 77 years old and he still has a support of 6.9 million Kenyans, it means that he's loved by Kenyans and Kenyans have seen his record of, and I think they hold on to him, the Kenyans, uh, sorry, hold on to him because of his track of fighting for democracy in Kenya. If you follow Odinga's history, honestly, he has done a good job for Kenyans. We are enjoying multi-party politics courtesy of him. He's running to courts every other time. Some people think he's a nuisance, but in the long run, we are the ones who are going to, to, to if we have to be honest, we are going to reap from this because it is strengthening our, our uh, institutions. And then to respond to the second question about ethnicity. Ethnicity in itself is not a bad thing. It's a positive identity. I mean, being able to identify yourself back to your roots is not a bad thing. But what has happened in Kenya is that, in fact, it is not ethnicity is not the problem. What has happened is that there are certain social economic grievances that Kenyan citizens had immediately after, like, independence, that, you know, when the white man came in, took land from, uh, from local Kenyans, and there was, they were made squatters on those land. But immediately after independence, the, the, uh, unfortunately, the black leaders who came in power, the Kenyans, instead of uh, when they got the land back, giving the land back to Kenyans and, and, and solving those issues that Kenyans had faced over the colon, uh, colonial period, in, started packaging those grievances as an ethnic marginalization. So they started saying, you know, the reason why we, could, we are not accessing jobs in the government is because the, 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 the sitting president only favors his people. And it was, they weren't wrong uh, in all that. But now they continue to use that narrative and it became entrenched to the extent that um, you, some political leaders mentioned that uh, they would call, um, uh, like what has happened in Rwanda, people being called cockroaches, and you know it led to that uh, genocide. In Kenya, they were called madoado, like uh, spots. You know, that, that, there were those narrative and political discourses where now ethnicity, which should be a positive thing, was now packaged. Those grievances that people had, the socioeconomic issues they were facing, were packaged as a, a negative ethnicity. And that is has been dangerous. And if you, a good, um, uh, a very good uh, point in case is the 2007-2008 uh, post-election violence. It was two major tribes that actually were at the, at the heat of it. Now the Kikuyus and, and, and then the Kalenjins were fighting over it and they, they were feeling. Even right now, I think, uh, just to add a, a bit to explain further, what most people felt that if Raila, old as he, he is, he was the only hope, to, if he got the president, it was going to be a sign that at least someone who is not Kalenjin or Kikuyu can be a president in Kenya. Because the far, up to the fifth now, only two tribes in Kenya have produced those, um, those presidents, Kikuyus and Kalenjins. And so, like, you see some Kenyans not going to, to, to the streets right now, it's like, it's like we will never have this seat anymore because it looks like it only belongs to two tribes. So that is not what is being aired uh, maybe publicly. If you are not close to Kenyans, you might not hear it, but it is something that is very prevalent. I've got an a ATM on the line, Babi Tseng. Uh, good evening, Babi Tseng. Good evening, ma'am. Thanks for taking my call. 
Uh, I just want to comment, uh, you know, the manner in which uh, Raila Dinga has conducted himself. I mean, justice is part of the arm of, uh, of, of justice, I mean, of a government. When you are dissatisfied or if you are doubtful about something or suspect something, I mean, to go to court is part of it. But now they have accepted it, and, and you can't wish Rail Odinga away. I mean, with the woman that said now Rail Odinga must now quit politics. Oh, okay. We've just lost him. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. Unfortunately, his line dropped for whatever reason. Um, uh, Dr. Munyan, um, uh, let's wrap up our conversation. Uh, what can we be expecting um, for this tenure for the uh, newly elected uh, president? Yeah, so it's, uh, um, like I said, right now, uh, there is a mixed feelings among Kenyans. There are those who are hopeful because they are candidate one, but all in all, moving forward, like I mentioned initially, the last five or even 10 years have been very challenging for Kenyans. One, there was the COVID factor, which hit the global, of course, globally, and people lost livelihoods. But again, Kenyans have, have also been facing um, a lot of debt, external debt, and they felt that the government took in a lot of money, and that money did not trickle down to the common citizens. So they could see a few roads, infrastructural development here, but then when it came to putting food on the table, Kenyans, a lot of Kenyans still struggle in that in that regard. And then there is the issue of, of course, a divided nation as we speak right now in, on, on the basis of one, tribalism, and number two, uh, let me mention this, is because of religion, because the religious uh, uh, um, narrative has really been used in this election. Not just, it's not the first time, but this time it has been very prevalent. Like we have had those who believe that a certain candidate was chosen by God, and then those now who lost were not chosen by God. And so there is that division as well. So there is the trauma of from the tribal angle, but there is the, uh, the other trauma from the uh, religious angle, which now Kenyans need to deal with, unfortunately. So going forward, I think Kenyans just want to put food on their table. They want their life to move on. And so if the current administration or the, the, the incoming president can work on those things. And I think uh, there is also something else. While we applaud this legal aspect of dealing with our issues, it's a good thing that we have institutions that with the, like the judiciary we can believe in, that people can tender their, uh, their cases before the judiciary and they, are, they can accept the outcome, especially the Supreme Court. But again, I think there is the cultural aspect where as Kenyans need to now re-socialize themselves and to the point that maybe we get to a point that when someone loses, we don't have to go to the Supreme Court. So we don't have to now to leave the legal way. There is this political socialization, the social aspect where we, and it doesn't happen overnight. So that will require a lot of cohesion. It will require a lot of dialogue. It will require that the current president embraces even those that did not vote for him. So there's, there's no room for revenge, actually, well, for this to be realized. Yeah. Let's wait and see what will happen. And uh, we are hoping for yeah. the best in Kenya. Thank you very much, Dr. Munyang, for joining okay. us. Okay, thank you.